Hey everybody, this is your Keeper speaking. Thank you so much for tuning in yet again to A Horror Borealis and for taking some time out of your week to spend with us in Revenant, Alaska. All of those things are still true, although this episode is going to take us into a very different direction as we kick off the limited run series of AHB 76. You may have heard me talking about this before on Twitter or in the mid-rolls and pre-rolls for a few of the past episodes, but this is something I'm really excited about. It has been a total blast to put together into play, and the cast has just been phenomenally wonderful, um, and the chance to explore Revenant and the things that they've brought to it have been really, really amazing. I don't want to take too much time to talk about it up front because we do spend the rest of this episode sort of going into depth, exploring the world, and talking about what it's going to be. But I did want to give a little bit of credit first and foremost to the good people of Skyjack's Courier's Call, without whom this project probably would not exist. I will admit it's uh, definitely sort of a spiritual tribute, <laughs> because Campaign Skyjack's is a really phenomenal show on the OneShot network that's been ongoing for quite some time now, and they decided uh, in the past couple of months to put together Courier's Call, which is a spin-off show that is family-friendly and all-ages podcast. When I heard that idea, got to thinking about how we could possibly use that concept for Horror Borealis, and one of the things that first sprang to mind was playing Kids on Bikes. Kids on Bikes is a really cool game which sort of explores that traditional trope of children on bicycles in usually vintage towns um, fighting against the forces of evil and sort of coming of age in the face of supernatural threats. It felt like a really natural way to take the monster of the week concept and bring it to a wider audience and like sort of a different lens. So I thought that would be a naturally interesting way to explore it and an idea that I wanted to try out. When we reached our stretch goal guaranteeing some different angles of coming at Revenant and building out the world, I decided that a really cool way to do that would be to take another time period in Revenant's past when maybe some of the NPCs that we know and love would have still been around in the background and to explore those through totally different eyes. So I brought on three brand new players with three totally new characters and what has resulted has been an absolute blast. So thank you to Skyjack's Courier's Call. Thank you to the One Shot Network for having us. Thank you so much to MJ, Val, and JV for being just phenomenal playmates in this world. It's really been an incredible time. I hope you share these episodes with somebody else that you like and have a lot of fun enjoying games with. Maybe that's a friend, maybe that's a kid, maybe that's a young neighbor, I, I don't know. <laughs> maybe you just blast it on Twitter and tell the world about it, but I think it's really something special and I hope that you do too. We don't actually get any gameplay this episode, that's going to take a little bit of time, but we spend time exploring and talking about what it is that we want to see from this game, maybe how we could take a unique twist on it, and towards the end, you do get to meet our three new player characters, so I think you're going to fall in love with them just as much as I have. I'm going to give everyone the chance to introduce themselves in this session zero rather than crediting them here up front, but you can find everyone's Twitter handles in the show notes, and let's get going, huh? Alrighty, so um, thank you everyone so much for being here. Welcome to what will become the session zero for AHB 76, which is our special uh, all-inclusive spin-off Kids on Bikes series for A Horror Borealis. We are going to be exploring the wonderful world of Revenant, Alaska, 20 years before the main campaign kicks off. We have an all-new cast, some really exciting, fun new characters, and a totally distinct game system that I really love, and I think everyone who listens to it is going to fall in love with it too. It's absolutely wonderful. Um, before we introduce our characters, I would love to just go around and everybody get a hand on the ball, just sort of introduce yourself and maybe Maybe tell us a little bit about yourself. Not that I don't Gross. already know all the things to love about you, but I would love for the world <laughs> to know as well. Um, so, JV, why don't you kick us off first? All right. 
Hello, everyone. I'm J.B. Hampton Van Sant. I am, I guess, a writer and an actor and podcaster extraordinaire. That feels <laughs> bold. Um, whatever. Oh, anyway. it's true. <laughs> These are all true things, but still. Um, anyway, you may have heard me before on Red Wing, the thing that I made for two years. Yeah. Or from Seasons, the Critical Bits fun little mini campaign there. <laughs> Mini, it was certainly not mini a little. campaign. I don't. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say mini campaign. I don't know why I said mini. That was a a big deal and amazing it was and a whole so thing. cool to be a part yeah. of. But yeah, that's uh, those are things that I've done. So yeah, cool. Well, mm-hmm. thank you so much, MJ. Moi. Uh, hi, I'm MJ. I somehow in the beginning of my podcasting career got to go only by my initials, and that's just how I'm credited on anything, everything now, which is interesting. <laughs> uh, I uh, started out in podcasting doing a D&D actual play with my girlfriend at the time and all of our lesbian friends called Dungeons and Lesbians. It was short-lived, yes. so nobody has heard it, but it was beloved. I haven't, um, but I love it. <laughs> <laughs> These days, I edit Autonomic, which is um, Kat Cool's post one shot network, like long form project with a game system that she designed. It's amazing. Uh, so I do the editing and music for them. I do the editing and sound design for Paired, Liz Anderson's little short fiction, like amazing podcast. I don't know how, like, it's wild that she approached me for it. Um, <laughs> And I'm here doing this, which is nice uh, to be back on mic and weird and scary. So that's that's what I do. Well, Yay. hopefully it will be a comfortable and welcoming and only slightly spooky experience for you. So <laughs> I, I'd like, a, you know, a moderate amount of spook, but well, I'll see what I can do. No promises. <laughs> uh, and then Val. Who, me? Oh, yes, you. Uh, howdy, I'm Val Patrone. You probably uh, know me from uh, being the editor of The Cryptic Keeper, or The Audio Wizard, that is. Yes. Um, I got pulled into this by Alex, because Alex is cool and makes me do cool things. <laughs> I force you to do one cool thing every day. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> Alex calls me up and goes, you have to do your cool thing. And by the end of the night, she calls me again and goes, have you done your cool thing yet? <laughs> um, so, yeah. But uh, I also uh, do a podcast about Pushing Daisies. Uh, it's just a Pushing Daisies review podcast called Plucking Daisies with my friend May. Um, I also work in television animation. And um, I do a bunch of other fun stuff. I write. I sculpt. I paint. And, yeah. I just have, oh, I cosplay too. Some Ooh. people know me for my cosplay. So I yes. do that too. And that's been a lot of fun. So uh, yes. yeah. Right on. Well, thank you all again so much for joining me. I am really, really delighted to have um, each and every one of you here. And I'm really excited to see what we make together. I already know um, enough about all of your characters to have fallen irrevocably in love with them. So <laughs> very excited for that process. Uh, again, the game we are playing is titled Kids on Bikes. It is by Jonathan Gilmore and Doug Lewandowski, released through Renegade Studios. You can find it pretty much by Googling it anywhere. Uh, it's a really, really wonderful system. It's super easy to pick up, and it felt like the right choice for the adventure that we're going to be doing here. So Again, if you're here, it's probably because you have listened to A Horror Borealis, which is our sort of main campaign. Uh, it's a story that takes place in 1996 in the fictional town of Revenant, Alaska, which is a small town north of everywhere. Um, and in that system is Monster of the Week. So it gets a little bit more intense. Scary things happen all the time and there are some harsh consequences. But for this game, we're going to dial it back a little bit. And while I think we're still going to be dealing with some things that are kind of intense in nature, the perspective and the focus of them will be different, if that makes sense. So, you know, I'm not going to say that the things that we're dealing with will be any less scary, but it's kind of like they'll be shot through a softer lens. You know, we don't necessarily linger on the details or or deal too heavily with the consequences or the implications. Uh, it, it's just going to be the scope of it is going to be somewhat different. So on that note... I would like to talk a little bit about um, lines and veils or safety mechanics, but it's kind of up to you guys. Would you rather talk about your characters first and then get into kind of what that territory looks like for us? Or do we want to do our safety discussion and then just power right through the fun of building up our our good little tykes? I don't know what makes more sense. Uh, personally, I like I could do either. Okay. Let's... 
I mean, we could do safety mechanics now. I think we might save the fun stuff for the end. I think that's a good call. Yeah, Yeah, I think that's a good call. That sounds good to me. Because this is a group that hasn't necessarily played with each other before, I think it's a really good idea to sort of get some of that out of the way. Um, So if you've ever played with me or hopefully with anybody in a horror RPG setting, um, or really any RPG setting ideally, but especially one that you know is going to go some places, it's a really good idea to have safety mechanics in place. So what we're going to do is we're going to at least start with a system called Lines and Veils. Lines and Veils means that we are going to basically examine certain topics and either okay them or put a line which means we will not cross it, we will not touch it, we will not go anywhere near it, or a veil, which means we can, like, allude to it, we can sort of imply that it's going to happen, but we'll fade to black before we get to the nitty-gritty details. So a line is on something that you're like, you know what, no, I don't want this to ever enter the world that we're in, and a veil is something like, I'm cool with it coming up, I just don't want to have to personally look at it too closely. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sweet. So um, right off the bat, I think we'll start with a few of just my personal lines and veils. Um, I think it's easier sometimes if we get those out of the way and somebody goes first. So it's going to be me tonight. Um, But just so everybody knows, some of my lines specifically in the world of Revenant will include like blatant homophobia in any way, shape or form or transphobia. It's not going to happen here. We are going to have characters who are of a variety of different persuasions, whether that's in their gender identity or expression or their sexual orientation. And those are just things that exist in the world and are treated as things that exist in the world. Even though it's going to be taking place in the 1970s, this is sort of uh, relieved of the social tensions of that time. I want this to be a fun nostalgia playground for everybody. So that's my first immediate line. Yeah, big one for me too. Uh, And one of the reasons, honestly, that I was okay coming on this game, like, I, you know, I don't do a lot of on-mic stuff, and I knew that if I came here, we're not going to be necessarily plunging into things that I have to deal with on my, you know, life. Yeah. We get to to have fun. Right. That's important to me, you know? I mean, I think, like, there's a big trend, especially in recent years, towards some really, really fun, like, retro vintage nostalgia narratives and those are really fun in a lot of ways but it seems like inevitably there feels like this necessity to like quote unquote like grapple with the gritty reality of the situation which means inherently it's really not fun for everybody it's fun for a very specific group of people and then it stops being fun in a really brutal way for you know a lot of people who are watching it um so I wanted to make something that's, like, a good time for everybody involved. That is the reason I have been listening for, what is I, what is it now, like, three years? <laughs> <laughs> something well, like so that? that? You have. Yeah, I really appreciate yeah. that. Um, I was going to say, in a similar vein, uh, a line for me is, I, I don't ever expect it to really come up, but I want to put it out there. Um, like, it's not even, I don't want it applied, implied mm-hmm. or alluded to, really, uh, is anything of, like, non-consensual sex or relationships i would like that to not really exist in our you know 14 year olds riding bikes world (laughs) makes sense to me agreed very much agreed um somebody's writing stuff down oh that's me taking taking good notes notes. (laughs) good (laughs) perfect I'm like trying to think if I have anything other than those ones a lot of them i'm like i don't see this coming up right but (laughs) um if i may yeah. Sure. Um, a veil for me would just be um, drug or substance abuse. I just get kind of triggered with that, especially recently, which just with some my own issues. Totally fine if like, and Dan is super high, but like, like if we're going through the town or they're like, and he's smoking weed behind the church. I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, just not something too like intense or like prescription drug, drug abuse or anything like totally. that. Totally. Yep. So. Nope. That makes sense to me. How do you feel about just in general tobacco usage? Is that in the same category for you or? No, totally fine. Tobacco is fine. Tobacco, um, I'd say alcohol it would be a little bit of a veil too, but you sure. can get more intense than like other drug stuff. Drugs, just just a veil over all of it. Would no, be that's totally great. fine. And I, I respect and appreciate that. Again, there's really no reason why it would need to come up, but it's something that's good to address before it happens. Yeah, my biggest fear was like this is 1976. Everyone right, was exactly. Weed. <laughs> like, there is a lot of pot in this era, but 
We are also all teenagers, yeah. which actually might make that worse, but I don't know. We have one like nerds. <laughs> exactly. And Davy's yeah. 12. It's totally fine to talk about. Let's just, mm-hmm. I don't want to explore it. Yeah, makes sense, sense to so me. to say. Yeah. It um, is I... also Alaska. It's probably harder. Yeah. I think we'll be good. Um, I am going to put a veil on sexual content. I don't want to say, like, we can't have flirting between characters or we can't imply, like, teens do what teens do. And I'm not trying to shame anybody. But, um, you know, we are adults playing teen characters. And it's yeah. kind of, like, an mm-hmm. odd world to explore so i just feel like it's better overall to veil that so if i yes. yeah i would love to keep mm. that in the like jokes territory and yeah. not necessarily go any further than that and like not totally i feel the the way you pitched this show and i guess i do want to talk about that this at some point is that it's like a family friendly show so i'm gonna try and keep my sailor mouth to a minimum and (laughs) and and do make it something like autonomic the show that i edit is a specifically for kids uh Mm -hmm. show and and so i'm gonna try and sort of keep it in that vein of it can be listened to with the whole family totally whatever that means so yeah i mean i i think i'm envisioning this and if we decide right here now to take it somewhere totally different that's fine i'm envisioning this as sort of like media that can be consumed by children and families without necessarily having like a g rating on it you know what i mean yeah yeah it is still gonna get kind of spooky maybe like in the realm of a kids on bikes piece of media but rather than going like it or stranger things will be going more on like the goonies side of it. yeah we that get was one f-word per episode <laughs> <laughs> like that was the goonies was specifically what i was about to reference in terms of like what i was going to use yeah. as a like as a level sort of thing granted i've also seen about 25 minutes of that movie um so i don't (laughs) and that was well over 10 years ago so i don't remember it but i think i remember the general level just whatever you know of it's seeping into the cultural consciousness yeah as an oregonian obviously i have seen the goonies many many times because it takes place in astoria but that's okay not everybody has to get on my level well you can keep us all on track then perfect okay uh so some other things that may come up uh physical violence we can put a cap on that ranging anywhere from like, uh, you know, I don't want to see kids get hit, period, to like a fist fight in the schoolyard is fine. Or like if someone gets thrown around by a ghost, that's cool. Um, but like, I don't want to see uh, maybe like physical violence in um, uneven power dynamics. Yes, I agree. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um my I I don't mind there being a little bit of a knockabout in the like course of an adventure. Mm-hmm. I don't really want to see like violent bullying personally. Yeah. That would be more of a veil for me than a line. Yeah. Got it. Yep, nope, that makes sense to me. Because it's a kids on bike story, sometimes uh, a common trope of the media would be like vague references to a bad home life or maybe like you know a a family situation or a parent who is not great to live with that does not necessarily have to be described in detail is that something that's cool with everybody or is that something we'd rather veer away from i don't think i'm interested in it in like my own story necessarily i think we sort of had like discussed in our in our group chat uh that we're all maybe sort of like latchkey kids Mm -hmm. and that's how we know each other, perhaps, yeah. and I'm, you know, that's fine with me, but I would prefer my parents to like me. <laughs> totally. And then, obviously, Cecilia is a great, great exactly. kid. So. And I'm never going to tell you, like, no, you're not allowed to have parents that love you. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, oh, God, uh, that would be a... That, not in my world. That would wow. be a lot. Or Morial is 76. Uh, <laughs> um, I, uh, I think uh, to that end, I would... I guess just in general, prefer it not be child abuse. Like, uh, totally. Like, yeah. just sort of in general. That that might be a bit vague, but just not that. Um, or if like that is a thing that might be happening to again. I'm presuming not necessarily our um individual mm-hmm. characters, but like potentially for an NPC. If it's something that might like is hinted at, but not is not like elaborated on. Sure. So like a strong veil. 
Yeah. That makes a lot of sense yeah, to me. Yeah, totally. Right, the only right. thing I can the only reason I can see that coming up and the only reason that it's good to talk about it now, one of the mechanics in Kids on Bikes does sort of focus on this idea of a powered character, quote unquote, yeah. um, which is an, an NPC that is controlled jointly by the group. So it would be like your um eleven or, you know, the the character in your group who has maybe these strange supernatural abilities and they're a member of like the gang quote unquote but they're not the same as everyone else you know they have this like different thing about them so usually in this right. kind of trope like that would be the result of either scientific experimentation or like some weird supernatural phenomenon and in that case there would usually be some storyline of like this kid's been through some stuff Mm -hmm. Um, but again, we don't have to do that. We don't even have to have that character in our game. It can be just like these kids experiencing a weird phenomenon in their town. So it's totally up to you. That's why we have this conversation in the get go. So totally. Yeah. I mean, I think if you want to use a powered character, I'm totally fine with that. Mm -hmm. I also think that there are established in-world reasons why there might be a powered sure. character that are not, like, scientific experimentation oh, yeah, or sure. child abuse. Yeah. Revenant's a wild place. <laughs> uh, I would like to say, I, I think, yeah, Veiled would be a good thing for me, too. It's just, like, I, I don't want to meet an abuser, necessarily. Or if we do, I want to kick... Totally. <laughs> in short order, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I do want to ask the group, I don't know if it's going to come up in gameplay too much about our characters' family dynamics. Um, I kind of imagine my character, since this is uh, 1976, um, and I know we talked about having, like, uh, this would be, the Vietnam War is canonical mm -hmm. in this world. Yep. Um, Unfortunate. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I kind of had this idea of my character's father passing away in the Vietnam War. Does anyone have any trauma with any parental death or familial death? I, I mean, uh, my grandfather died in Vietnam, but I clearly didn't know him and I don't have any hangups around that. So <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> go for it. Yeah, I just wanted to... It, it won't be a strong element totally. I just to explain some family stuff. I just wanted to bring it up if anyone has any trauma with that. No, you're good. That makes sense. For me, at least. Yeah. Um, I, I, have, I don't have anything there either. I'm just I'm sort of thinking now about the level of backstory that I went into, which I don't think was quite deep enough. <laughs> I have very little backstory. Like... Don't worry. It's okay. Some Hey, some of it we'll figure out today. That's totally fine. <laughs> oh, perfect. I've explained yeah. one family member in this little list here, and that's about it. So I unfortunately went buck wild. I was like, all right, Davy's grandpa and Davy's grandma moved here. From, you know, I just was like, okay, and then his cousin, their cousin, and, you know, I just went off. It was, I, I love, love it. That. It was bad. It's totally fine no, if you I come love to the this. table with like six pages of backstory. It's fine if you come with nothing. Um, I kind of love finding some of it out as we go and building it up together and maybe like leaving yourself the opportunity mm -hmm. to decide something in the spur of a moment in the middle of a session and say, this is canonical now. Um, but you know, we can, we can really do anything. Some of it we will explore together today. And some of those ideas will start to come together. Some of it you probably won't know yet. Some of it you might decide, you know, Tuesday evening and text the group chat and that's also okay. So yeah, I was looking through the um, the core book of Kids on Bikes, and I was looking at the, like, figuring out your character relationships mm -hmm. question, and this is not me making an excuse of why I didn't do my homework, but <laughs> I, I did sort of want to, like, have the opportunity to figure out a little bit. Like, I have a general idea of what uh, Cecilia's home life is like, Perfect. but I, I was like, I'll figure it out when we get there. We'll, we'll ask some questions. It'll be good. Love it. Um, so just a few more lines and veils to go over. And again, these are not things I see coming up in this game. They're just things that I know are commonly used lines or veils. So I feel like it's a good practice to discuss them. Um, violence against animals. Does anybody have a hard line? Or... Uh, I, find, I find it upsetting, um, but I'm not like... I'm not opposed to it if it's used tastefully. So I guess <laughs> sure. that would be somewhat of a veil yeah, to me. Yeah that, yeah, that makes sense to me. Like, my thought there is... I'm really not into... Forest. Um, hunting yeah, might occur, yeah. but I mean, yeah. that that feels less like a like an issue mainly because that's... A, a, I don't know. Just a thing that would happen in Alaska, but not necessarily be, like, dwelt upon and, like... 
Yeah, and that's a uh, thing. Is a lot of this stuff probably won't come up, or if it does come up, will come up only in very specific passing circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I just I don't want anybody to feel limited by the idea that like, well, this is Alaska in 1976, and things just were that way. Like, no, they don't <laughs> have to be that way. This is a fictional game, and we can do whatever we want. So, you know, yes. like, don't let yeah, that stand yeah. in the way of anything. I, <laughs> I guess I'm less into the um, the sort of trope where somebody's pet or beloved animal is killed by the monster for shock oh, value yeah, no. i can't i can't do oh, that yeah, no one. not that um, no, 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 no. that will that will make me too upset but mm-hmm. if there is someone incidentally who's like a hunter and kills an elk i'm okay with okay, that cool. we can i don't want to dwell on it i don't want to have it described to yeah. me but... um and i feel like honestly just like gore or injury or anything in general we won't linger on in this game um it's not really the tone of it and it's also just it's not what we're going for with this particular adventure. Mm-hmm. If Great. you want that, you can listen Love to that. the most recent arc of the actual Horror Borealis, and there is plenty. <laughs> Boy, howdy, Jesus. can you? Yeah. <laughs> it was a lot, my friends. Oh, Lord. Oh. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I, I think I have one more, possibly, but you might have said it in the very beginning, and I might have slightly missed it. Um, Just sort of a general, I guess a... I guess a line on racism. Oh, yeah, Just sort no of problem. in general. Yeah, that's, that would be one for me. But yeah. Absolutely. Understood. I don't know that I said it specifically. Um, I guess I didn't feel like I should say there's a line on racism. And, like, <laughs> with the knowledge that, I, I don't know, at some point I might accidentally say something that I don't realize is loaded in a certain way. So, mm-hmm. you know, if that happens, by all means, call me out on it. Um, I'm not saying that I'm looking to do that or giving myself an out. I'm just saying, like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm white. And I, I I feel like if I say, I'm putting a hard line on racism, like, as the GM, <laughs> I, 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 don't, <laughs> I don't know that that's my scene. Um, but... <laughs> oh god <laughs> but also like you talked about mongoose having like a black power pin and mm-hmm. it's like you know we don't want to limit mongoose being like a political activist because racism doesn't right, exist exactly. in this world True. but like you're not going to experience yeah. that yeah i i can Hopefully. promise that i will not ever use racism uh or like racially derogatory politics as a plot point in any way shape or form but That's- i also want you to feel free to like decide what the parameters of mongoose's relationship to uh their racial identity are so um yeah absolutely like we'll put a hard line on racism in that way shape and form but don't feel like this is me saying like i don't want to deal with race in this world because that's (laughs) not my call to make yeah all right that makes sense to me yeah i I generally assumed that it was implied when you mentioned homophobia and transphobia i had sort of just guessed that it was there but then i was like let me just verify (laughs) always better make sure yeah Yeah. no totally perfect Um, that makes me pleased i like that (laughs) cool Alrighty. awesome hell yeah um i guess one last one for me although again i really don't see it coming up but just to be aware um the only other line that I have and it's negotiable so I guess it's a veil um is anything that is like unreality specifically in the form of gaslighting so if you would ever have a character and again I'm the GM so it's unlikely that this would happen to me personally um (laughs) but anything that would be like handled in a way where a character's recollection of events was directly called into question without like the explicit consent of that player Dis- like having been discussed yeah uh, no okay. that actually that i would not even even thought of that but that would make me like super uncomfortable to have in the game yeah, yeah. agreed that a slight question there with sure. regards to um the <laughs> the thing that i've just written down is mongoose has a way of just sometimes he just sometimes they'd be knowing shit uh, that's just how I've had that written down. I'm not sure. Um, Sometimes they be knowing. Yeah, just that's, that's it. Um, but there's um, also just on the uh, conspiracy theorist sort of thing, there's a, what do you think is happening in the town that no one is aware of or that no one knows about? And how far will we go to prove that you're right or that it's true? Um, and then also the knowing random things that will happen in the future definitively because they're already canon to the <laughs> Which show. I love. I think it's um, a fun way to play with that trip. Yeah. I had figured one of the things that would probably happen with that is the 
I'm pretty sure people are going to not believe that this is a thing. But um, I also know that Mongoose is going to absolutely know that they are a thing. So I don't know if that'll be, if that will, hopefully that won't, like, mess with anybody at all. But, or if that does, we can sort of Oh, that. um, that's totally fine with me. Again, like, it's a very specific weird line for me to try to explain. If it's sort of like a predetermined aspect of the world and everybody at the table knows like this is the distinction between reality and fiction that's totally fine with me i'm just not into games that like you know we're going along and then all of a sudden i'm like and then you see a face at the window and then you're like oh what does it look like and i'm like what face like i we're not gonna do that <laughs> Ooh, okay yeah got you know it. what I that mean? makes perfect like, sense yeah yeah but no, as far as like Mongoose, uh, you know, being no and stuff, and then someone else being like, that never happened and never will, not in my town. Like, that's that's fine. That's a totally different <laughs> thing. That's an element of the character trope, and I'm here for yeah. it. Perfect. I I have a question. Totally. Um, how would that come into play with if, if we're like lying to someone to get something? Say like, say like, we can't go into like the police office. And they're like, why are you here? And I'll be like, my mom's in the back room. Or like, <laughs> you, you know, something like that. That's cool, right? Oh, that's totally fine. You are children in a horror adjacent scenario. You are gonna lie like the Dickens. And I understand that. <laughs> it goes with the territory. Um, cool. Just wanted to make sure. People. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm fine with like characters lying about things that have been established to be true. Um, especially because, again, it, it would be a weird thing to come up. I'm the GM, so I'll probably make you roll for it. So, like, it's not really, like, the same thing as having a power dynamic exploited where you are being trapped into a version of events that you can't tell whether it happened or not. You know what I mean? Got it. Yeah. It's really just a power dynamics thing. Understood. Cool. All right. Thank you. No problemo. Yeah. Are we ready to get to the fun part? I think so. Oh, yeah. Not that this hasn't been fun, but... <laughs> Extra fun. Extra okay. fun. Okay, so I think, <laughs> I think it makes sense to um, have us go around and each introduce our character like very, very briefly. So we have a reference point for who we're talking about when we get into the more nitty gritty detail. Does that make sense to everybody else? Yeah. Totally. Sounds groovy. Cool. All right, cool. Then let's, uh, let's start with JV again. All right. So uh, my character is Irving Mongoose Jefferson. Jefferson <laughs> is spelled so with a G. Um, <laughs> Um, they are 14. Um, they are, uh, obsessed with disco, like, in a way that is a little, <laughs> it's a little much, but we're also in the disco era, and it's mm -hmm. nowhere near over yet, so there's, they're just loving this current era of music a lot. Um, they, uh, hmm, well, I guess the thing, alluding to the thing that I mentioned earlier, um, can't just casually on occasion having prophetic dreams that they absolutely know are real things that may or may not be things that absolutely happen in the 90s um, <laughs> <laughs> in this very specific town and they're all very much town specific except for one thing which is having seen um, very specifically <laughs> very specifically a show that came out in um off-broadway in 1999 called the donkey show which is a disco adaptation of <laughs> got a disco adaptation of anything is the most ridiculous thing but it's such to a ever show. be made but i love it so much yeah um um, of uh, Midsummer Night's Dream, which convinced them that magic is real. And thus... I am obsessed with that. I also <laughs> am so, so delighted for Mongoose that they get to know that 23 years from now, Disco <laughs> is still alive and well. Yes. Oh, God, I yes. Love I love I actually, believe it or not, I went to a pop-up Disco, like, three months ago. <gasps> Hell yeah. Oh, God. <gasps> It was extremely uh, fun, like with a live disco band. It was very good. Oh, uh, that is so that is so good. I I, I, I love that that it. happens. Oh God, that's so beautiful. Um, I've seen a donkey show, I believe, four times, maybe more than that. Honestly, for various reasons, I don't fully remember all of them. Not the least of which is I was twenty one when I saw a lot of them. <laughs> anyway, that's that. Um, but. Uh, I figured it would be a fun way to sort of tie in the um, just sort of natural, interesting little little magical things that are definitely in the universe already. 
and um, that uh, that uh, they're going to be um, that that's one of the reasons they'll be super motivated to sort of do some exploring because they really, really want to prove to everybody that magic is, in fact, a real thing. That is, in awesome. fact, the yeah. That's it. that is the answer to the question: How, um, what do they think is happening in the town, and how far will they go to prove it? That is, uh, that that's that. That's it right there. <laughs> Very yeah. solid. Yes. Okay, hmm. MJ, why don't you go next? Uh, sure. Um, so I have fewer details for mine than I think anyone. I love not doing homework. Um, my <laughs> my gal, Unlike your character. <laughs> she's so into homework. Uh, her name is Cecilia Price. She's 14. Uh, she's on the quiz bowl team at the high school. Um, I think she probably skipped up or something. She's like, she's if we're taking place in like fall, I think she is going into mm-hmm. her sophomore year. Um, cool. Okay. Yeah. But she's great. She's really nerdy. Um, I, I sort of envisioned her as a trans girl. So it's important to me that her family like is really supportive of her she's an only child her parents think she's the bee's knees because she's gets great grades and is awesome um i have some like i have some like stat stuff picked out but i feel like we're not doing that quite yet we'll talk about that in a minute yep she's great she's really into rush uh which was the only other character (laughs) trait i picked out i was like this girl she loves prog rock she's like i'm an intellectual (laughs) i listened to genesis (laughs) i love her (laughs) God, I love her so much. Uh, <laughs> she's, oh man. she's the worst. I love yes. her. It's so, <laughs> so good. So Legends Cecilia only. is definitively she, her pronouns. Um, just yeah. remind me again real quick, JV. Is Mongoose they, them? Yes. Okay, perfect. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then Val, why don't you tell us about your delightful little gremlin? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Um, okay, um, my delightful little gremlin's name, Davy Luchowski. Davy is 12 years old, uses they, them pronouns, and he, his pronouns, cool. and is going to be a baseball star, <laughs> regardless of how good they are. My perfect child. <laughs> um, yeah, Davy, uh... Davey loves baseball. Davey's obsessed with baseball right now. Um, one issue is just Davey is not very good at baseball. Davey's like a little below average, I would say, <laughs> at baseball. <laughs> Which is great for Revenant Alaska, right? Incredible. Uh, yeah, honestly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, Davey... Um, Davey is also uh, really idolizes their older brother, Bill. Um, I think... Bill's gonna be in high school as well. Um, okay, cool. Davies, I think. I think Davies like in the seventh grade, going into eighth grade, maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, yeah, just loves, loves, loves baseball. Loves Bill. Loves hanging out around Revenant, being just a funky little friend, funky little gremlin. Yeah. Um, also, really likes uh, Led Zeppelin. Yeah. Oh yeah, nice. I think that's important. But mostly baseball and his brother. Cecilia accepts that Black Dog is has a great time signature. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it's important that Davy Davy probably likes Led Zeppelin because Bill likes Led Zeppelin. Of course, <laughs> so that tracks. Davy's like, well, you know. But I think also it's worth mentioning. Boys are back in town. Is Davy's hit of the summer? So just wanted to say that, yes. and that's them. It's a seminal classic. What are you going to do? I, ha- I have <laughs> to say, I did just next to Davy's name, because I'm taking notes as we go through this, drew um, a little baseball, and I'm just proud of myself that I knew what a baseball looked like. <laughs> I think Davy would be proud if they knew what a baseball looked like, too. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, very good. Um, so now this occurs to me, and I feel like it's important to know. So uh, Davy's favorite band is Led Zeppelin. Cecilia's is Rush. Uh, what is Mongoose's favorite musical artist of oh, the moment? Oh, dear God. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Come on, JV, pull up a, like, so, 1976 uh, Essentials playlist. Like, I'm genuinely actually going to do that. Um, because, like, first of all, the only thing that just popped into my head 
and I hate this, this gentleman just popped in my head, um, because he's also not disco. Um, is James Brown? But that's not the answer to this question. <laughs> <laughs> but he is always worth acknowledging. This is it's true. true. Um, I have, I have personally, me, Alex, has very strong feelings about Earth, Wind, and Fire, but, like, your mileage may vary. I literally am just pulling up the Wikipedia page for September to see if it could be, like, oh, our theme song. Oh. It came out in 1978, <laughs> unfortunately, but they already had many, many bangers. Also, it's possible I... <laughs> Mongoose has already heard it. <laughs> Gloria Gaynor. Gloria Gaynor, Yes. I would love if uh, Mongoose had a uh, a vision of all the Earth, Wind, and Fire horn players being on Genesis Abacab and was like, Cecilia, one day we're going to like the same thing. Yes. <laughs> we, are, we are presuming that Mongoose has said exactly that. Exactly that thing. Um, but yeah, uh, this uh, 1976 is when the lovely I Will Survive came out <gasps> oh a classic yes. for our times honestly uh precisely so good. and Wonderful. that's gonna be yeah that's gonna be uh the operative sort of song that mongoose will love forever hell Great choice, yes wonderful pull love it a lot thank, thank god okay. for google <laughs> Um, so you have your, your playbooks and your trope selections. Does anybody need any help filling out any of those? I'd kind of like to maybe gloss over those and just talk about stats as they come up in game. I'd really love to get to like interpersonal questions and sort of figuring out what our group dynamic is. Uh, I am totally happy to gloss them over. I have made decisions, but I am, I can make them come (laughs) up when they're relevant. The only, yeah, the only things that I tweaked were um, the way that, what were the dice uh-huh. assignments? So I specifically changed those okay, on the conspiracy totally theorists, but I kept the general, yeah, I kept the general, uh, those the, are the, just the spirit suggestions. of conspiracy theorists. They're just then, a framework upon which you are then, to build your masterpiece. You are the architect of Mongoose <laughs> Jefferson. So fabulous. Your vision is fabulous. what matters here. Wonderful. <laughs> Did you want to go over the questions on the character sheets at all? I would love to do that. Yes. Okay. So let's do the questions. I will make some answers to those. <laughs> so let's do the questions on your character sheets, and then we'll jump into the <laughs> questions between everybody. I think that makes the most sense. Um, so each of you should have some character-defining questions on your sheet. I think we actually already touched on mongooses. Yep, we did. We totally yes. have. So uh, do we want to talk about Cecilia's? Uh, yes. I'm, I'm re- making these up as I go. That's totally fine, too. Uh, so the first question on the brilliant mathlete teen sheet is, why do you get satisfaction from being good at math or your other area of expertise? So I am not playing Cecilia as a mathlete because I personally don't understand math at all. And I can't make it realistic. And I can't even act it. But <laughs> I am good at, like, quiz bowl type trivia. So I, I can make that happen. Um, I think she really has uh, a fundamental need to feel in control mm. of something and have all the information, which I hope is going to be interesting to this game and this adventure and totally. the story we're going to tell together. Um so that's that. She really she wants to have like as broad a view of the world as possible, which of course is going to be uh, hilarious because she's fourteen and necessarily has kind of a narrow <laughs> view of the world in her small Alaska town. Um, and then the second question is kind of judgy, but that's fine. It is how does your social isolation manifest itself? Which I feel like I've been asked in at least three therapy sessions. Um, oh no! So I'm, I'm uh, dying because that is so judgy and so presumptuous. It's so presumptuous. Like there has never been a like a popular person who is good at school. Excuse me. Um, Rude. Like, we're not right here oh as gosh. your friends. Come on. Please. Please. <laughs> oh, this makes me so um, I think, honestly, she is not necessarily socially isolated. I like the idea of playing her as one of those people who is very good at making you believe you know a lot about her while keeping some things very close to the vest. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I love that. Yeah. Ooh. So that's my answer there. So... Go away, you judgmental, judgmental <laughs> character sheet. Cecilia is cool. great. She's a little bit stunted, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, oh okay. Oh, Honestly, I, I love that for her. I, I think she's doing the best she can with what she's got. Oh, she is. Always. Cool. Then let's talk about let's talk about Davy. So my first question is very funny. Why do you get satisfaction from being good at sports? <laughs> and uh, Davy's not good at baseball. <laughs> But let's just say, why do you get satisfaction from sports? Um, and uh, I think that would be, you know, Davy's Davy's twelve, and Davy has a lot of energy. And I think, you know, Davy they have a single mom who's constantly doing work for everyone in the house, and Bill's not around too much. Bill's probably got a job, you know. So I think Davy just needs to get the energy out, and I don't think Davy really even has a lot of friends. Not to be rude. Um, uh, so I think baseball is just kind of an outlet for them to just get that energy out. And it's something they can feel proud about mm -hmm. knowing things about, even though, again, Davy doesn't really know anything about it, but it makes him proud knowing that he has this thing that has him back kind of, you know, does that make sense? Totally. I think I also, at least, um, for what I'm envisioning of this character, because I feel like I know him pretty well already, uh, but <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong on this. I feel like because of Davies, like, extreme exuberance for baseball pretty much everyone else in the town knows Davy as like the baseball kid and yeah. I think there's something to like especially when you're that age having something that codifies your identity in that way like just being known in general even if that's being known for something very specific right yeah that's a great way to put that yeah thank you I didn't want to it's funny because I know the NPCs are your territory and I didn't want to be like, I think the NPCs just think of him as a little baseball baby, you know? I but, uh, feel free yeah. to assume that they know Davey as little baseball baby. Nothing oh. would delight me more. A Benjamin Button baseball boy. No. <laughs> Sorry, bad reference. Uh, very good oh. reference. No, it took me, you know, it opened my third eye and I like blacked out for a minute. I haven't seen that video in ages. Oh, oh my God. And then um, my other question is, uh, what does your involvement from sports keep you from doing that you wish you could do in addition? Um, I think they wish they could, you know, I, I think this is kind of sad. I think they wish they could be closer with their brother and their mom. Mm. They, I think they oh. just want to spend time with them and. Oh. hang out and i think it's one of those things where you think your older sibling is so cool and like oh just the be all end all of coolness and mm. wanting to hang out with them but they're super busy or they have their life going on so i think he really wants to like have more time with his family but you know they got their own lives oh. they got their own things they got to do so baseball distracts him from that right in the feels oh. Little, base, little baseball baby. <laughs> I'm sad. So <laughs> little baseball baby. Don't worry, you won't be sad after you hear this character voice I've been working on. <laughs> You've been workshopping oh. that for us. Oh no. Oh, my. Oh, Just a little twelve-year-old. I'm definitely like I have to like fem up my character, my voice, so that I can like do a good fourteen-year-old <laughs> girl. But <laughs> but I'm a twenty-eight-year-old bush lesbian. <laughs> so it's fine. Uh, well. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the magic of RPGs. I'll get there. I'll work oh on it. Oh my god. Saved. I'll just do my retail voice. <laughs> like, this is my podcast voice. <laughs> but my customer service desk job voice is really way up here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm fully 30, and I don't know what <laughs> I would sound 30, like if I were 14. Like, I mean, well, I'm 29. I turned 30, like, in less than a month. Okay. So I'm just calling myself 30 now. Um, <laughs> like... Yeah, getting used to it. Exactly. Embrace it. Exactly. Thirty and flirty and thriving. <laughs> yeah, that's the plan. So I don't know what I'm gonna do with that voice. Uh, we will see. We will see when we get there. Woo. Um, I was in my car the other day, and I was just driving, and I was like, I, I was just sitting singing a song, and then I was like, I'm gonna try out some Davy voices right now, and I'm in my car like, hi, 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 like. <laughs> Going off by myself, looking oh, like I love that. <laughs> lunatic. 
I absolutely do that too. I know for a fact, not to like drag anybody else on this show, but I know for a fact that Tim spends like all of his car time just doing character voices. Uh, oh, I love Tim. Uh, Tim. <laughs> Tim is a One blessing. Day I will meet Tim and I will hold his face. It's going to be exciting for me. <laughs> <laughs> delightful alrighty so let's uh let's blow through some character questions here I don't know that we need to do a ton of them again I think we we already sort yes. of have a sense of it plus a lot of it will ultimately come down to like you know how do you guys know each other and the short answer is this is a town of like 300 people max you know each other <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just I always forget that this town is it's is so is small. small. It's, it's so small. small. I'm forgetting that. Oh god. Yeah. Oh, it's wonderful. Alright, so we have a series of tables here in the Kids on Bikes core book, or they're actually in the appendix, um, if we want to use them. But again, the conversation may end up going somewhere where we just are talking about it or having a conversation, and if we abandon the questions entirely at that point, that's totally fine. So we'll start with the table, though. Does anybody want to go? I have it in a in a, a three-ring binder. Nice. I love um, that for you. Oh, you're great. Oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs> Somebody's a Cecilia. <laughs> You're incredible. Like, you should be playing the math lead. Like, I voice act. This is just what I do for voice acting. I don't know. <laughs> I fully am like still wearing my scrubs from class and I am a mess right now. I'm, okay, I'm I am like, wearing a t-shirt that is made from a Jackbox game that has a stick figure with a coffee mug and the caption is, and potion for go fast. Uh, that's king shit. That and feels like the most. Fast. That feels like the most you shirt that could exist. Okay, so here's a very fun side story about this shirt, and I don't mean to take up too much time with this. No, you're perfect. This, this is an incredible shirt that I love very much. It came from a game of Jackbox that we were playing with the Horror Borealis crew at one point. Um, Andrew tried to order this shirt for me from the Jackbox site. We did get a shirt from that Jackbox game, but they did not send us this one. What they sent us instead was a shirt with a badly drawn Sonic the Hedgehog with a caption that just said, Mistake. (laughs) (laughs) Please tell me they let you keep it. (laughs) Oh, I kept it. So fast forward to like 18 months later for Friendsgiving this year, Tim walks in and he's like, hey, I have a present for you. And I'm like, literally, what could this be? And hands me this shirt, which I open up, which is the Ant Potion for Go Fast shirt, which he painstakingly recreated from a screenshot of the t-shirt oh my God. from the Jackbox game. Oh, um, <laughs> Tim, the most precious superstar. Tim is a legend. Unfortunately, we are canceling the Kids on Bikes podcast to become a Tim fan cast. (laughs) We stand. This is a Tim fan cast. Here's the thing. I talked to Tim before about starting a Val and Tim will meet at Alex's wedding 2K20 (laughs) podcast before. And I will talk about Tim for the rest of my life, even if I never meet him, because he sounds amazing. <laughs> Tim's a superstar, you know? No bad things to say, really. Polite. Um, anyway, character questions. Right. So how much do all of our characters love Tim? First question. <laughs> I mean, that's really the biggest question. Do you all want to randomly generate these, or do you want to look at the list and pick ones that feel appropriate? I am more into picking... But I also have not read these, so... (laughs) Sorry, I just laughed at that because I'm like, I am reading them, and I'm like, I don't have an answer to that question. Um. (laughs) (laughs) So there are three three lists of questions. There's a list for characters that you know and feel positively about, characters that you know and you feel negatively about, or characters that you just don't really know. Um, We can start however we want. I personally am not a huge fan of, like character dynamics that are driven by disliking each other Um, i don't i feel like that's been done yeah i don't necessarily want our three person group to have like animosity like it can be really interesting in larger groups and there are characters on like the bikes brigade podcast that Mm -hmm. do have some negative uh beginnings that they work through in in really interesting ways but one i think this is I'm correct in assuming this is going to be a somewhat short and contained story. Yeah, Uh, that's the intention. Yeah, yeah. 
and and I I don't necessarily want to spend a lot of energy not hating you guys because I already like you. Precisely. <laughs> Aww. I will never forgive you for when you stole my notebook that one time. I don't, no, that's not. That's too much. I don't, I don't know. Uh, Davy hates everyone, actually. <laughs> huh. Friendship canceled with everyone. Baseball is my new best friend. No, only Bill. Only Bill only can talk Bill to Davy. Only Bill and baseball, Dave. my two bees. <laughs> Um, so anyway, I feel like we can probably stick to the character, you know, positive sheet. Yes. Yeah. I think so. Great. Does anybody see one right off the bat that they want to answer for somebody else? Oh, let me read it. Sorry, I didn't do my homework. (laughs) I sort of had this idea that, like, because Revenant is a small town, maybe we, like, I don't know, Alex, this is going to go down to, like, what you have established about the world, but I don't necessarily think that there are multiple schools i went to a k by 12 school me personally so that Mm -hmm. is less of a weird concept to me but uh, no i have very much envisioned this as like there is the there is the revenant public school i think (laughs) yeah i i I don't think this population can sustain so (laughs) we certainly (laughs) we almost certainly all know at least that Davey likes baseball. (laughs) (laughs) I think also my question is how many streets are there um, for people to live on? (laughs) Not many. (laughs) Because I also, I had the slight thought that like, what if we all lived on the same street, which just sort of meant we (gasps) saw each other. I actually really like that. (laughs) I love that. I think it's extremely likely. Yeah, there are not many options for housing in Revenant. Um, it, you d- almost definitely know each other. The other thing to keep in mind, too, is like we've established it's 1976, according to the canonical laws of the version of the universe that we are steeped in. Um, the Vietnam War ended last year, which means that almost certainly, as again explored, there were townsfolk who were away, which meant that for a while, at least, the population of the town was even smaller. Mm. And I imagine that there was a lot of, you know, like, hey, I need you to watch my kid today, or I need you to, like, you know, go hang out with these other people for right now, you know, so I can clean the house or whatever, or so I can go work a second job. Like, you know, I think that this is a town that takes care of each other in a lot of ways. And even if, you know, not as much now as maybe they will at the end of any given adventure in Revenant, whenever that is, like... There is definitely this element of community that I feel like you would at least know each other in passing. I mean, that being said, a lot of the character you don't know questions can work for people you sort of know. Uh, or like, you know, friendly acquaintance. Here's my question right off the bat, because I feel like it's important now to me and to the group. Uh, what's the name of your street? Oh, don't put me on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> this can be a group decision. <laughs> Oh. Uh, um, um, uh, uh, Sitka? Sitka is a town in Alaska, but it's also a kind of spruce. Oh. Oh, oh, thank God. Okay, first of all, you went on the, <laughs> on the same route that I was going, which is, what trees are in the area? <laughs> Literally the first place my brain went. I so am I blessed that. by living in the north. I went, like, the opposite way. I was like, what is the stupidest name of a street that I've ever heard? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, I actually probably need to know that immediately. <laughs> no, no, I, I, you made the right decision. Wait, no, but I need, Double I need to know. Road. Two, two roads diverged in a yellow wood, and I, I took the one more stupidly named. <laughs> one of them was Sitka Street, but the other was the other. Uh, the stupidest name. There's two of them I can think of. Um, one is Cumpston, C U M P S T O N, and one Gross. is Clump. K-L-U-M-P. <laughs> That's, ex- oh, oh. That's extremely powerful. Oh. Um, That's pretty incredible. I really like Sitka Street, if that's cool with everybody. Yes. Yes. Oh, I'm hot. <laughs> I do. An offer for the group. Uh, I love this. I love Sitka Street. I am looking at my clock. It is about 11 p.m. my time. Oh, my God, Alex. Oh, golly. So <laughs> it's totally fine. 
Um, I'm going to say if we want to like break and come back to the second half of this later, like a different day this week or maybe next weekend, um, that would personally be okay with me. I think this would be a good stopping point. Like we've sort of established these characters. We came to Sitka Street, which I love, which I think is going to be a very fun building block. I do want to do character questions, but we could either do them off air with each other and then just jump right into the action next time. Or we could do a part two of this session once everybody's had time to look at the questions a little bit. Does that feel okay to everybody? I think it would be cool to have them on mic, but yeah, I'm mm-hmm. totally good to break for okay. the night and like go do my actual like reading the core book and preparing. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. breaking and coming back and reading those questions on air. I think that would just be fun for everyone too. So Yeah, I, I mean, I love them. It's like this is one of my favorite parts of this game is this sort of collaborative world building. And I would also like to spend some time um, like coming up with elements of the town that are unique to this group because I and also like, to this time period yeah exactly yeah. and like I know that you know the world exists and there are these goalposts sort of like in the 50s and in the 90s um but it's important to me that this world feels like it belongs to all of you as well as like me and the others so I want there to be like points of reference here that are uniquely like yours that this group comes up with and things that you feel like you can invest in about the setting so I would love to come back and do all of that um I just don't think that I can burn through it tonight and I, I want to give it the time it deserves absolutely I think there was one thing that I did remember um sort of as as we were going through uh various things I remembered one of the things that came up in the group chat is like is an additional character that we all know um from uh from the future. <laughs> She's in the present. She just doesn't <laughs> die. <laughs> and she better not, Alex. Exactly. Exactly. Ex- exactly. Yes. Um, and that was... Uh... God, I don't think anybody would ever forgive me if I did anything to Rita. Yeah. Um, so Rita, I feel like, is a good um, other reason that we all know each other, I think, is a good... Uh... Yeah. I was going to say, there's going to be three kids from Sitka Street that's coming for you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.